Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Thursday, December 9th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this podcast, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's wonderful embrace surrounding you this day. So, my friends, of course, we continue through the Advent season, um, almost uh, culminating uh, in the end of the second week of, of Advent already, amazingly enough. And uh, yesterday we celebrated that high feast day, the Immaculate Conception. Today we're going to jump around and we are going to land on Matthew chapter 11, verses 11 to 15. So uh, I'm going to read out of the NAB uh, version today. So that can be found uh, at the U.S. website, U.S. Bishop's website, usccb.org. Uh, or wherever you uh, search for your translations. And, um, and again, if you'd like to follow along, Matthew 11, 11 to 15. So let's break open God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, There has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets in the law prophesied up to the time of John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, what's, what's the deal with Elijah? Why, why reference John and Elijah in that same idea? Well, Jewish tradition... Jewish belief, uh, well, believed, poor, uh, poor choice of words there, but uh, Jewish tradition believed that before the Messiah was to come, Elijah was to come and announce the, the coming, the presence. Because, of course, Elijah in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures, uh, did not pass away, according to Jewish tradition. He was the one whom the chariots came down and picked up and took into the kingdom. And, uh, and you know, it's where the, the hymn, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, comes from. And, uh, and so anyway, the idea was that Elijah would come. And Jewish tradition lived this out every Passover, because every Passover there was an extra chair set at the table uh, for uh, if Elijah were to come by, uh, if one were to get a knock. And, uh, and that again, it's that idea of that anticipation. It's not dissimilar. It's not dissimilar to idea of Advent, where we are preparing for the coming of the Messiah. I mean, they did it with a chair at the table. Again, a beautiful symbol. Beautiful symbol. We do it with the wreath, uh, and uh, and light a new candle each week until the festival of lights, right, uh, on Christmas Day. The one who is the light of the world comes, and we light up our trees with every every light. Um, but let's talk about the gospel and, and where this is pointing. 
just two points I want to make again today, uh, and, and kind of two quick ones, I think. And the first is this. Jesus is talking to the crowds, and he says, Amen, I say to you. Whenever he, he leads with that, brothers and sisters, you know there's something good coming next. Amen, meaning really, truly, this is what you need to hear. That's what he's saying. Amen, I say to you. Among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. What are we talking about here? Again, we know of God's great affinity for the poor and the outcast and those on the fringe and those who are unseen. Brothers and sisters, if we don't get that, and I know you do, but if we don't get that, we're missing the gospel. And, and if we're missing that point, um, boy, it's going to be hard for us to live as those disciples of Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus, who is the face of the invisible God, uh, is, is reaching out to those who are at the fringes of society, the least of those, right? How are we living that out in our life? Because if we're not, I don't think we're showing the accurate God. And, uh, and I love that line here, the first one, which says, among those born of women. And I think that's the key. At least that's the key for me today in this gospel passage. Because it invites you and I today, just today, to ask ourselves, where are our actions, from where are they born today? From where are our ideas born today? From where are our visions born today? From where are our hopes born today? From where are our words born today? Are they born of earthly things? I don't want to throw women under the bus here. That sounds so darn bad. Are they born of the earth or are they born of the kingdom? That's the real essence I think Jesus is asking here. Among those born of women, there's none greater than John the Baptist. But brothers and sisters, we are called to be women and men who are born of the Spirit, right? It takes us right to John chapter 3. And Nicodemus coming out in the darkness and speaking to Jesus and saying, Hey, listen, who are you? And Jesus says, unless you are born from above or, or born again, that's what, you know, that, that idea. And he says, well, how can we be born again? We can't go back into our, our mother's womb. And Jesus says, everything that is born of earth is, is earthly, but anything that is born from above is, it carries the kingdom. And that, my friends, I guess is what I invite you and I today to carry with us and chew upon. Where are these things within us, these things that drive us, these things that, that move us forward, these things that sustain us, these things that keep us uh, on our feet or, or grounded or, or where we are or where we're going, where do they all come from? From where are they born? Are they born of earth? Are they born of earthly things? Are they born of the kingdom of heaven?
It's point number one. And only you can answer that for you, and only I can answer that for I. But it does take self-reflection, doesn't it? It takes fearless honesty. Point number two. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the the violent are taking it by force. Now, the truth be told, brothers and sisters, I don't know exactly what Jesus is, is talking about there, but I'll simply say how it struck me today. And so I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not capturing this in its fullness. And if this verse, if this part takes you in a different place, praise God for that. Um, but I think of how we, brothers and sisters, celebrate the incarnation of our God. We celebrate the vulnerability of God. That God comes to us not as a mighty warrior. You know, Isaiah might lead us to believe that. You know, he will be called Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace, all these kind of warrior titles. But that's not how God comes to us. God comes to us in vulnerability, in a child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, vulnerable to anybody or anything that would come. And the only protection that that God has is a mother and a father right by his side. And I think that vulnerability invites us to be vulnerable as well. And we saw that within Jesus, didn't we? We saw it within his whole ministry, even up until including his acceptance of the cross and and how that's what love looked like in his vulnerability and being open uh, to, to showing what love meant, even if it meant uh, him suffering to show what love that there's no and there are no bounds to where God will go uh, to show us what love looks like. And again, I, I think just as love calls forth love and forgiveness calls forth forgiveness, I think vulnerability calls forth vulnerability. And um, any time that we try to take the kingdom of God by force, I think we've, we've gotten it wrong. Now, how do we try to take it by force? I, I, Obviously, it's not with arms, right? Because how do how do, what does that look like? I, I wouldn't even know how to, to answer that. I would say it this way. I would think we try to take it by force, my friends, when we try to shape the kingdom of God in our image after our own needs, uh, looking like uh, our own face or our own agenda or our own control. That instead of us, to to use that image I often use, instead of us revolving around the kingdom and being vulnerable, uh, we try to invite and make the kingdom revolve around us. You know, I was reading something today, and I think I might read it to you, from Joan Chittister. It's a small book called The Breath of the Soul. And it's uh, just a little book on on prayer. It's got 30 little, uh, very small chapters on 
reflections on prayer in our lives. And she was talking at one point about the Israelites. And it says, she said, now these are Joan Chittister's words that I'm reading to you now. The Israelites stood far off from Sinai because they knew that to see God face to face could destroy them, burn them to cinders, obliterate them as they had always known themselves to be. And we know that too. Instinctively and timidly, we avoid any real encounter with God because we know it will change our lives. Oh, we go through the motions of seeking God, of course, but we find it very hard to believe that God is God, all-knowing, all-merciful, merciful, all-loving, all-patient. Because, brothers and sisters, we know that if we were to surrender, and, and we know this at an instinctive level, that's what Joan is saying here. These are my words now. We know, brothers and sisters, that if we become vulnerable with God, what the Israelites said is true. We cannot see the face of God and live because it will destroy us as we know ourselves to be, individually and collectively, as a, as a couple, as a family, as a, a community of faith, as a, a, a country, whatever it is, that if we were to see God and open ourselves to God, that would invite us to change. And so instinctively, we go through the motions to, to fool ourselves and to fool our, other people and to fool God, but we keep God at arm's length because we don't want to be out of control. And in so doing, we take the kingdom of God by force. But our God comes to us in vulnerability. And he invites us, brothers and sisters, into that same place. And not to take it by force, not to revolve around us, but instead to say, to echo yesterday's gospel, right? I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word, not mine. Let's pray. So, my friends, let's uh, bring whatever's going on in your heart, your mind, in your life and, uh, and bring it before our God on this Thursday. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for being present today on this pod. Blessings on your Thursday or whenever you are listening to this, and I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word together again tomorrow. God's peace.